All right. Hello and welcome everyone to another Chat and Learn here with Power to Fly. My name is Mariella Marie. And as always, I'm super excited to roll into this next hour with you all. It's Friday, so I hope that you all are prepared to celebrate whatever wins you've had this week. Uh, I know that there are a lot of crazy things going on in the world. Um, so I just want to take a moment to say thank you to those who are joining us live or who are re-watching this as well. Um, for those of you who are joining us live, I just want to go over some housekeeping rules so that we all feel comfortable and confident in this next hour. Um, of course, like I said before, world seems to be on fire, topsy-turvy things going on. You could be doing anything else, but you're deciding to spend the hour with us. So we would love for you to participate. Let's really maximize this hour. Um, with that said, I've muted everyone upon entrance, but whenever you want to share your voice, please unmute yourselves. Um, you know, you have the power to share your voice here. Turn your cameras on if you feel called to do so. Uh, this is a safe space, no judgment zones. If you haven't showered today, it doesn't matter. If your place is a mess, it doesn't matter. If you've got cats walking across the screen, that's actually one of my favorite things. I was just chatting uh, offline with one of our live callers. I love when I see cats walking across the screen. Um, so uh, be your, you know, br bring your full self to the next hour. I would love to uh, see you turn your cameras on if you feel called to do so. Uh, if you do hop off of mute at any point, you will be featured in our live recording as this is being recorded. Um, if anyone has any sensitive information and you prefer to be kept anonymous, you can find me in the chat box under Mariella Marie. You can write to me privately and I will raise your uh, reflection or your question to our guest speaker. Um, and the last thing I'll say is we'd love for you to follow us on socials um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can keep up with all the great chats that we've got in store. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, I just want to take a few moments to introduce myself. I have the pleasure of picking the beautiful minds of women and non-binary people here on Power to Fly throughout the week. Um, so just, uh, you know, my name is Mariella Marie to, to begin. I'll just share my name again. Would love to connect with you all on LinkedIn. Um, I really love speaking about emotional intelligence and the importance of emotional intelligence. So you might hear me, you know, try to bring the conversation there sometimes because I feel like we don't speak about it enough. And I really feel like that could be a vehicle of change just to help, you know, us be our best selves at work, uh, at play, and at home. Um, so with that said, I'd love to invite you all to support the project that I'm working on that is called the Positive Force Team. You can go to thepositiveforceteam.org and sign up for our newsletter, um, and I'd love to see you there. All right, so I'm going to pass the mic to our guest speaker now, Bina. Bina is calling from Alberta. Uh, please let us know a little bit about yourself, how you came to learn about Power to Fly, and what you're excited to share with us today. Okay, well, Mariella, first of all, thank you so much to Power to Fly, um, Nicole, Paloma, and to yourself for having me today. Uh, well, Power to Fly, um, the, how I came in contact with uh, this organization is uh, just by chance on, on LinkedIn. And uh, Paloma reached out to me, and that's when the conversation started. And this started probably about two years ago. And I've been trying to get on chat and learn ever since. So, you know, I mean, it was always top of my mind uh, to stay connected and uh, we did and every time I had a new venture or we had a milestone and similarly with Power to Fly we were you know quick to quick to share a note and uh, you know that's something that I'm going to talk about later on at the event and so I'm very excited to talk about networking because you know it has really influenced my personal and professional life so I, I want to share some of that insight, uh, some, some tips, some guidelines today, and hopefully have the participants engage in a really good conversation. Awesome. Yes. So I'm going to sound like a broken record and invite our live callers to hop off mute whenever they want to share their voice. Um, also to use the chat box so that we can hear from you live. Um, and Bina, before I forget, please let us know how we can contact you or connect with you once we finish this conversation here on, on any social uh, platform that you prefer or your website or email, anything you want to give us today. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our my website is uh, orionsreach.com. So that's uh, my organization. You can look me up on, on LinkedIn and uh, you can feel free to connect with me. You can send us an email at info at orionsreach.com. We're on Instagram at, at orionsreachmentorship. We're on LinkedIn at orionsreach. So yes, uh, absolutely, you know, connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. Beautiful. Awesome. So can you just go over this slide to set us up for success here? So the principal themes that you're going to walk us through for the next hour. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So what I'm going to um, go through in uh, the event today or, or the session is, you know, some of the barriers to, to networking strategies to, to network and, uh, and uh, you know, how to have meaningful connections. So that's sort of the, the crux of the, the session. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to stop sharing right now so we can get some FaceTime here. Uh, and I'm just going to walk through these questions one by one. So these are some questions that folks have submitted offline. Um, and I just want to say to our live callers, if you hear your question come up, um, feel free to chime in, let us know in the chat box, um, or write to me privately. Um, you can also hop off mute. If we do hop off mute, though, I will ask for everyone to respect each other. Let's try to have one person off of mute at a time so we can hear everyone clearly. Um, and if this is not your question, but it resonates with you, or you have your own tips and or you had a dream last night you want to share, again, please feel free to unmute yourselves or write in the chat box. All right, so Bina, let's start with this first question here. Could you share some advice on networking while being an introvert? Yes, I get this question quite a bit. And, uh, you know, being, being an introvert or being shy is, is not a negative trait, uh, according to me. Um, believe it or not, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a diehard introvert, but I'm quite introverted and, and not very social. But at any point of time, as human beings, we can dial a certain trait up or down. Um, I'm sure most of us have you know, taken these personality tests. And one of them that I took amongst many is, is insights. And it, you know, it classifies your, your personality by color. And you know, blue is where you are very organized and attention to detail. And red is where, you know, be brief, be bright, be, be gone. So uh, I am blue red. And uh, a lot of people at work have a hard time believing that I am predominantly a blue red. So, you know, I'm very much stickler for, for process and attention to detail and, uh, and uh, you know, and I have a, a red personality. But at, at work, I have to make a concerted effort and a conscious effort to dial that back. So being introverted could mean that you're a very good listener. And by a very good listener, I mean you're an active listener. So that doesn't, that doesn't have to hold you back. I'm going to um, you know, mention this uh, all through our session today that most of the barriers are within ourselves. So you know, we eliminate ourselves uh, from the race even before running it. So, and I, I find that more, more with women than, than men. How many women really apply to a job that you maybe meet, you know, the, the skill requirements by 50%? Men will, women don't. So, you know, oh, oh, I don't think I can do that. So, you know, you've eliminated yourself even before trying it. So uh, I think being an introvert shouldn't stop you. You can start with, you know, simple conversations like Mariella and I were just chatting about, oh, what kind of tea do you drink? As simple as that and you get started. So, you know, if you're at an event, uh, just start out with, hi, I'm so-and-so, and what did you think of the event? 
uh, instead of starting out with, you know, oh, uh, you know, where do you work? What do you do? So I think that uh, starting with simple conversation starters, it really helps you, helps bring you out of your, out of your shell. And then gradually, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it happens organically. I love the emphasis that you're putting on, you know, being an introvert is not a negative thing um, because I find that, especially now, I mean, I just spoke about the, import the importance of emotional intelligence and how to transform um, um, loneliness and turn that into solitude. Um, because I find that we are often, especially now that we are kind of, you know, stuck between four, four walls and we have, but we have access to the world on our screens. Um, you know, we, we have, we're finding out all of these global issues, but then we turn it off and we're in the same place that we were, you know, last week, last month, some of us who, you know, are, are, are isolated and how that can cause, you know, non-introverts to go into this introvert phase and then also introverts to go even deeper there and I just I would love to highlight also what Bina is saying that it's not a negative thing and actually if you can channel that into making it uh you know something that is holistic for yourself and that works for you um I think that that would be great to practice self you know uh, self-awareness this empathy that you're also speaking about you know self-regulation all these things that that we can talk about with emotional intelligence as well but to be an introvert you know behind the screen, I can imagine that there are more challenges uh, that you think one would would experience. But I love that you're speaking that it's it's not negative. You know, it, it's it's something that happens. Um, I would love to know if our live callers have done some of these personality tests that Bina is, is speaking about. And if so, maybe you can, uh, if you want to share, you can drop some of your, your scoring or, or, you know, the colors if you were able to do that one. What's the name of the one that gives you colors, Bina? Insights insights. Perfect. So let us know if you are on the call now and you've done some of those personality tests. I'd love to hear from you. All right. So let's move on to the next question here. So what network strategy has worked the best for you? Do you have networking rituals? Uh, so what has worked best for me is getting out of my comfort uh, zone, making a conscious effort to get out of my comfort zone. I realized pretty early in life, uh, you know, in my personal and professional life that Comfort is not equal to innovation. Discomfort leads to innovation. Uh, because with, with comfort, you know, you get stuck in a rut, you never want to get out there because it's comfortable. It's what you know. There's always fear of the unknown. So uh, I found that the best way to deal with discomfort or your fear is to face it or to confront it. And um, I, I started out uh, when I was uh, new, a newcomer to Canada. I wasn't immersed in the in the workforce because my my girls were very very young at that time they were one and four, and so I wanted to focus that time on you know on making sure that they familiarized themselves and got settled in in a new country. So uh, at that time, volunteering seemed to be a really good option, and uh, I volunteered. I devoted significant amount of time to the kids' schools. Um, you know, I network that way. So you get to know other parents and then you, you just have, you know, a really good circle of friends, uh, you know, to, to share ideas, bounce ideas off of a brainstorm because, you know, I mean, parenting isn't easy. There's, you know, no um, handbook that comes with every child or user guide. So, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging uh, to say the least. So I think I found that really useful. And, you know, as uh, the, the kids grew up and I started to get involved in, in philanthropic uh, activities and the workplace, I found volunteering was a huge way for me to uh, broaden my network uh, exponentially. 
So um, that's what worked for, for me. And my uh, ritual, you can say, is that, like I said before, you know, not a super social person. And so it was, yeah, was it, was it easy? No, it wasn't. Uh, but I've, I've done it now for so long that it's just become second nature to me. And I usually started out by, uh, you know, saying like, oh, you know, uh, when specifically when I was at an event, uh, you know, uh, what did what did you think of the of the speaker? How did you find out about the event? What made you sign up? So what brings you here? You know, simple things like that. Or, or oh, I really like your shoes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, and and that's you know that just gets you started. So having some simple conversation starters uh, to break the ice really helped me. Yes. I love icebreakers. <laughs> I love icebreakers since the moment I was introduced to icebreakers. I don't know. It must've been in probably before college, but for sure during college. And then as I started working with international folks here in Argentina, you know, um, who were traveling for the first time and in a country where they didn't speak the native language. And so icebreakers really got people to, you know, just to come down and be on the same, you know, playing field and then be more vulnerable, essentially to share more things about themselves instead of, you know, putting up this, like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm perfect. And like, you know, who are you? It's like, you know, it breaks, it literally breaks the ice. I love that. Um, okay. So we've got some folks writing in the chat box here. I've got a private message. Um, yes, I've done the personality test. I'm a red yellow. Um, Anna writes, I love these tests. I just took the new principles you test and felt so seen highly recommend. Okay, and Eden writes, um, would you send a link to the assessment? Ah, perfect. Yes, I love that you all are chatting there. So Anna has written uh, the name of this personality test. It's, she says that it's 10 to 20 minutes to take and it's free. Great. So I love the chatter going on in the chat box. Um, are there any other personality tests that you recommend, Bina? I know you mentioned the one where you, you said you, you um, could have the colors uh, as the results, but are there any ones that you would recommend? Uh, yeah, there are there are quite a few that are uh, out there. I've done the uh, insights. There is like some by Myers Briggs as well. Uh, there are there are many out there. They kind of you know they're based on the same principle uh, and the same uh, rationale, and their um, evaluation is 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 the same. And they might just have different colors or you know different terminologies. But yeah, but any kind of personality test, um, I don't. I don't believe that personality tests can peg you in one hole or the other. I think as human beings, we can always adjust our personality traits to the environment or the situation. I love that. Yes, I love that um, public service announcement. You know, if you get something on that personality touch, you know, you are you are definitely uh, changing all the time. So it doesn't mean that you have to pigeon pigeonhole yourself into that one result. Yes. Um, okay, so let's move on to this next question here. What would be the first step for building a network? I think the first step would be to, to start talking. Communication. Uh, I know it's easier said than done, you know, like going back to, you know, being introverted or, or shy. So, you know, make, make a conscious effort. Uh, I would say that regardless of the event you attend or the network that you engage with, uh, be authentic, be real, uh, and your intention should also come across as authentic. So go in with realistic expectations. The first thing you can start is start with people you know. So, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, that, that comes a little more naturally. It's more comfortable rather than start, starting with people you don't know or reaching out to a random person on LinkedIn. So uh, start with people you know and, uh, you know, volunteer. 
like I said, I can't say enough good things about volunteering. There's so many benefits to reap from that because you meet people from different disciplines, different walks of life, different uh, sectors of society. And it's, it's a very diverse and inclusive environment. So I particularly have really enjoyed it. And uh, the, uh, uh, the other um, piece of advice that I would have is, you know, get a mentor, get, get a mentor. A mentor can help you connect with people they can also uh, maybe help you, uh, you know, with some um, skill gap uh, identification. Uh, say if you need to, you know, build your uh, uh, work on your assertiveness or conflict management or even having crucial conversations, or it could even be, uh, you know, speaking in, in public. So they can help provide resources, tools for you to be successful, and they can perhaps shed light on some of those skill gaps that inhibit you from networking effectively. So I think that's the best way to start is start with people you know. I love that. I love that feedback. Um, and also because, you know, then you can get feedback from the people, you know, in a, in a way that you feel more comfortable with uh, instead of, you know, maybe receiving that from a stranger. Um, and actually, I love putting things into practice on these chat and learn. So I just want to throw the net out there for our live callers. If you feel comfortable doing this, would love for you to drop your preferred way of connecting right now in the chat box. I've already done it to kick us off. Um, so if it's your LinkedIn, if it's your website, if you want to give your personal email, whatever you want to see, people who are rewatching this won't see what's in the chat box. So no worries there. Um, but let's start to put some of these things into practice. I know that some of you might not know each other, but this is, you know, we're all clearly interested in this topic. So maybe this is also nice to, you know, wet the whistle uh, and, you know, put yourself out there with folks who are interested in the same uh, com uh, conversation or topic. So feel free to use the chat box, write your preferred way of connecting. And then I challenge you all to maybe reach out to one or two at least today and see what happens. Um, okay, so great. Let's move on to the next question here. So what are some tips or best practices you recommend for reaching out to people that you don't know, either via email or LinkedIn? So um, I think uh, for if you're uh, reaching out via email, introduce yourself, state the purpose of the email. You know, why are you emailing this person or why are you messaging somebody on, on LinkedIn? Uh, you know, and state, state the purpose. I think that's important. And come, once again, I'm going to reiterate that, you know, come across as uh, being really authentic. Uh, the intention come across as being selfish. You're reaching out to me because you want something. So the intent should be, you know, yeah, I, I want to make a connection with you because something in your profile, you know, probably resonated with you. Uh, for example, you know, there is a, a, a person who is on, on several boards and you're interested in, um, you know, pursuing a board opportunity. So you want to get in touch, you want to connect because, you know, to uh, maybe um, get some tips on how to be a board member, how do I get started, how to build my board resume, how do I present myself, you know, those, those kind of things. So state the purpose and, um, and uh, in your email or in your LinkedIn message, introduce yourself and uh, why are you looking to connect? I think that's really important. I love that. And then would, do you recommend, you know, a time frame? So maybe if you don't hear back after a certain time, should you worry? How do you try to, you know, keep that connection, you know, alive before it, you know, it dies out, assuming a lot of us are busy. And, and actually this rolls into the next question quite nicely, how to network without coming across as desperate to get something from the other person. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, because I get this uh, question quite a bit, especially when I'm speaking at schools and universities, you know, uh, the university students will ask me, 
uh, they'll say, Bina, at a career fair, uh, I'm really embarrassed to, you know, approach a, um, an employer or an organization and say, hey, uh, you know, what kind of opportunities do you have? I said, well, that shouldn't be your opening line. So opening line should be, hi, I am so-and-so. And, uh, you know, I follow you on uh, social media and, you know, great, you guys did a great job with that acquisition or I'm really impressed with that project. I said, do some research, you know, so target a few companies. So, and I got that a lot. Yes, you, you don't want to come across as, as desperate, but I, I think sometimes we, we shortchange uh, ourselves. There is nothing wrong in being proud of your accomplishments and who you are. I think each one of us need to showcase our skills and flaunt it, yes, but without coming across as being pompous or arrogant. Uh, so, you know, there, there, is a way, there is a way to do it. So I, I would say, you know, if you are meeting someone for the, for the first time, yeah, bring, bring your authentic self, ask open-ended questions, you know, um, find out a little bit about the person. Say if you're going to an event and you, you, have, uh, you know who the speaker is going to be, uh, do a little bit of research, you know, stay after the event to have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the speaker and say, hey, you know, uh, you mentioned this uh, in, your, uh, in, your, um, in your session and it really resonated with me. I, I loved it. And, you know, that op opens a conversation. So, uh, yes, you are looking to make a connection, not to stalk them. So, you know, there, there is a difference there. Um, and I would say that if you reach out to somebody on LinkedIn or email and you don't hear from them in, you know, a couple of weeks, uh, just give them a gentle reminder and say, hey, you know, just reaching out. Would you be open to having a virtual coffee uh, or just a quick call? I'm happy to do either. And these are some of the days that I'm available. So, uh, you know, and what's the worst thing that can happen? You may not hear back, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. So, you know, it's worth a shot. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love the, 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 that you're stressing the importance of being authentic. Um, because I know, I mean, especially when, you know, more and more things are happening online. Um, and especially after the pandemic, people are like, you know, how do I network online? I'm used to being like, either, you know, you know, face to face with someone or, you know, trying to stick around, hang out in the corner, make sure that I can try to catch at least one person while, you know, before leaving the event. And so how do I do that on online? Um, can you give any tips for, you know, using social media to our advantage? Um, because I know that it can be overwhelming, especially these days, we see a lot of, you know, negativity happening, we see a lot of, you know, crazy things happening, but how can we stay focused and use social media to our benefit when it when it comes to networking? So with, um, if you're net, if you're attending a networking session, uh, you know, um, you can't possibly interact with every person who is participating, participating or with the presenter. So there could be more than one presenter. You might not get enough face time with them. So, you know what, be, be strategic, plan, plan it out. What are you looking to get from that event? Are you looking to just make connections? Great. Perfect. Are you looking to get connected with couple of individuals, uh, you know, then uh, plan, it, plan it accordingly. So, and the, uh, the other thing, which I often tell my team members is that we are all working from home. Don't apologize for being you. Don't apologize for being a parent. You know, yes, your, your kid is, is gonna come screaming into the room and ask you for something. Don't apologize, you know? Uh, don't ap apologize for being a pet owner. 
you know, so, and that's, that's who we are. And, you know, and that's something that we all need to need to accept. And I've been guilty of it too, saying, hey, I'm sorry, because we're so quick to say, I'm sorry, uh, you know, and uh, so say, save your apologies for the, for the real stuff and where it matters, but not for being a parent or for being a mom or a dad you know, or for being a, a, a guardian or a pet owner. So, you know, we all have responsibilities, we all have uh, people. And with, with social uh, media, I think I haven't used social media channels as much as I did, uh, as I should have. I, uh, I volunteered quite a bit and, and made my connections that way. But now with everything being virtual, yes, I think it's, it's important, but also, be careful of what you have on social media, you know? Uh, like when I, I do this quite often, um, uh, you know, around the year with, in universities, and I say, you know, a LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile, it should be well thought of. It's, it's a marketing, it's a sales pitch for yourself. It's a brand initiative. So you're branding yourself. So you, when you're creating a brand, your, it should be a professional headshot, or if you, you know, and I know, and I know, but students, um, you know, it's not always you have, you know, financial means to get a professional headshot. Yes, have a parent or a friend, somebody take a, a decent picture of you, not a picture where you're having a night out at the pub. That's, that's not a professional LinkedIn picture. And then, you know, have a great tagline or have a good profile, you know, something that speaks out, something that, you know, makes a really good, bold statement that defines you. You know, so use social media to your advantage and do it strategically. When it's all the time, people tend to ignore it. When it's strategic and, uh, you know, then people will, will read it and, and pay attention and take notice. It's so I would, I would say with social media, yes, be, be strategic, carefully choose, uh, you know, and, and plan what you, you want to say. And, you know, with, with some like, you know, Twitter or or um, Insta, uh, Instagram, that is a little more on the, on the social side, more casual side. LinkedIn, I would keep it really professional. All right, thank you for chiming in there. I know that was not a question someone submitted, but I was just interested because I know some folks um, often, you know, have this, this concern of how do I either, you know, set my boundaries on social or how can I make sure that I'm connecting with the right people um, and learning uh, and sharing also to be advocating for, you know, different kinds of voices and things like that. So I find that um, I, I also have a lot of work to do, but I also have the social media resistance where I'm like, ah, I just want to just like delete all my accounts because it's too much. So finding that balance, I love that you're highlighting being strategic about it and that people will listen when you're strategic about it. Um, I find that when I don't post for a while and I do post, people are like, we've missed you. Where have you been? And it's like, yeah, this is this is how I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to how to maintain my social voice. So um, and actually, that's a great segue into this next question. Any advice on how to maintain your network? Yes. So, you know, any any relationship is a two way street. So. If that connection is important to you, uh, you know, you would make all efforts to maintain it. The initiative should be on your part because you need that more than, more than the other person. So, you know, and also uh, at the same time, I'm gonna mention that it is reciprocal. So if you haven't heard from a person, uh, you know, 
check in once once in a while say hey how you doing would you be up for a catch up this this weekend or next week uh you know so it just demonstrates to the other person you're trying to reach out to that you care you're interested in in staying connected so and uh, you know and uh, and if that person is interested they'll definitely reach out to you so that is how you can you know maintain it and now i i don't think i've seen my my friends in the last year and a half and but we still stay connected and it's not it's not like you're you're chatting every day it doesn't have to be so you can probably just message you know um send them a message once a month uh you know once every couple of months just to say hey okay, how are you doing hope you're staying safe what's going on you know can we have like a a catch up call or, or a virtual coffee or a tea so you know something along the lines so it's important to to maintain and to sustain that connection if it matters to you Absolutely. I love this. I love that reflection. And I just want to, I'm curious to, to hear from our live audience. Um, how, <laughs> no shame, right? So if you put 24 hours a day, you know, no one's judging, but how long, how much time do you spend networking on social media? Would you say, if you can just um, give a number, let's, let's do like per week, how, how many hours per week do you dedicate time to networking and like, and how, and how Bina is saying strategically, networking on social media um it could be zero it could be 24 hours a day seven days a week I'm, I'm curious to know um how our live callers are are using that and also just to see you know how to balance that you know I know that some people are really hardcore and they're on it every day and it makes it makes me feel like oh my gosh I'm not doing enough like what what else can I do how can I do this you know how can I get that like social spirit I don't know like be my own cheerleader um but then you know on the other on the other hand I see people who are who aren't using it a lot and I see you know the the disadvantages there as well so um as folks are dropping in the chat box I'll flag them in just a minute because I see more more people are writing here in the chat box let's move on to this next question in the meantime so how do you grow your network if you really don't have time for it so I would ask the question how important is it to you if it's important you will make time for it so you know we're all busy with our you know work lives our personal lives but if something is important to you, um, you will make time for it. So, you know, I, I think that reaching out to your network or making a new connection, like say one new connection every month or every quarter even, isn't, um, you know, is doable. So I think, you know, set some some small goals. And if, uh, you know, and, um, and if uh, the way you're you're pretty happy with the way your personal life is and your professional life is, and you really don't want to network at all, that's totally okay too, and that's okay. Then you don't have to put some time or some time or efforts into it. But if it is important to you, it's just no different than any other hobby you're trying to pursue or any extracurricular activity or going to the gym. You know, if it's important to you, you care about your you know your uh, your health. Uh, you will put some time into it. You will make time, no matter you know how how late you get home from work or whatever. You will do it. So you know that's it's pretty straightforward for me. Uh, me, if it's important, I'll make time for it. If it's not, then it's not a priority for me. I'll do it if I have time. So great, great. <laughs> okay, great. I'm gonna just flag some of the comments here that are uh, that folks are writing in the chat box. So Bina, you said two hours a week for you. Yes. Um, okay, so we have Anna here writes, uh, I am in a job search. So it's about 30 to 50 hours a week. 
great. Hardcore, right on. Eden writes, strategically zero hours, non-strategically several hours of scrolling LinkedIn with no purpose each week. That's why I'm here. All right. We're here with you, Eden. So thank you for being transparent there. Uh, Simone, <laughs> Simone writes, I haven't spent any time networking, but I'm hoping to start since I'm looking for a new job. Great. So do you want to comment on any of that? Uh, those comments there, uh, Bina? Yeah, uh, I think that that's great. Eden, thank you for your for your honesty. Yes. And you know what? Uh, uh, guilty uh, as well. Sometimes I've, I've done that not in the recent uh, recent past, but I have uh, done that just gone through uh, LinkedIn, just sheer, sheer curiosity. And, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, if you're looking for a job, yes, I, I think um, in hindsight, you should have started a few few months ago. Because by this time, you would have, you know, a network to reach out to, uh, you know, especially when uh, you're job hunting. Uh, because with, with jobs, it's, there's, it's no longer a time that, you know, you submit a resume, you apply, and then you pray. It's really, it's, it's, it's who you know, uh, you know, so that's, I think it's really important uh, because personally as well, I've, uh, we, I've attended so many events and there have been individuals who have, um, you know, who I've invited to that event. And this, this individual uh, in particular that comes to mind is, was a newcomer and just, just arrived in Canada. And I said, hey, I'm having this energy event uh, and it's called Women in Energy. And I think you should come. So uh, she said, are you, uh, are you sure I don't know anybody? I said, yeah, but, and that's why you should come. Because, you know, this will give you a great chance to, you know, uh, network, you know, make some connections. Uh, what's the harm? So, you know, so it's, it'll be really a good afternoon and uh, you can, um, um, you know, um, have, some, have some lunch and listen to some great speakers. So she did. And then she was a, a water and environmental engineer. And she said, I don't know what kind of, you know, opportunity I have in, in Calgary. And it so happened that there was a speaker who was the CEO of her own company. And this company um, developed software. So, and this person wasn't exact fit. They started to talk. I said, okay, I'm gonna take you around, make some introductions. And then she, by the end of the day, they said, well, you know what? We want to interview you tomorrow. Uh, are you available? And the interview was scheduled and she was employed. So it just depends sometimes, right place, right time. And it's, it's who you know, it's, it's, and that's why I believe in, in networking. And, uh, you know, and I um, do a lot of sessions on networking and I say, it is your new superpower. It is, cause I've, I've seen it. It's, you know, you don't, don't believe it until you see it. Yes, I've seen it. So I believe it. I love that. And you know what, I mean, just to, you know, bring us uh, to reality as well. I think for, so for the folks who are saying, you know, I'm job searching uh, and so I'm, you know, spending a lot of time networking. I think that even if you aren't job searching, you, I mean, I'm saying this to myself as well, we should um, use this superpower muscle that you're saying, flex it a little bit so that, you know, at, when we want a career pivot or when we need that extra partner or client that we see posting all these things that vibe with us or, you know, that, that we see some synergy there, you know, that could, that could open up doors earlier versus like, okay, now I need to start finding a job and then you start from zero. So I would, I would even throw that out there, you know, even if you're comfortable in your job, you know, 
find 30 minutes or 15 minutes to, to add to your schedule to network uh, throughout the week. And I'm just seeing the comments that are that are being put here in the chat box about kind of like that uh, endless scrolling with not, you know, not really dedicating and strategically planning time. And then, you, you know, hour, you know, 10 hours in a week you're spending doing that. Um, how can we be more mindful of that? Because I mean, the way that these social media platforms are set up, they want to keep us on the screen. They want, you know, endless scrolling to happen. So how can we be more responsible <laughs> uh, consumers, you know, so that we know, um, you know, our limits and we know that we are effectively, you know, getting done what we need to get done and not getting lost in the sauce. Um, I would say like, just like anything else, you know, be disciplined. You know, so if you're if you're going uh, shopping, you're not just going to blow your budget out of the water. You're going to be disciplined and say, hey, I cannot spend more than I have. So I'm only going to spend X amount of dollars on this outfit that I intend to buy or those shoes that I'm been eyeing. So no different than that. Allot yourself a certain number of, you know, just mindless scrolling. And then that's it. Could be 10, 15 minutes a day. Yeah, get it out of your system and then you're you're done. Because any longer than that uh, is, you know, and then you're, you're going to do it every day. And, and what is really the value? But, you know, at, at the same time, if, if that's something that, you know, you, you want to do and that, that makes you happy, I would say do it. You know, it's, it's fine. But if you're, um, if, for me personally, I, I haven't had uh, the time to, you know, just scroll through LinkedIn or, or Facebook. I'm not a big social media person, but uh, if, if I had to do it, it wouldn't be no more than 10 to 15 minutes a day. Yeah. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth, uh, the value, if you can find the value in it, if it's serving you, um, because time is, is of the essence, you know, time is this big, beautiful thing that, you know, if we, if we, if you look at it like with from a financial perspective it makes sense okay i'm not going to go and spend all of my paycheck on this one dress why would i spend all of my time on you know mindless scrolling when i could be using my time to do other things um, i know those are they seem like they're on different sides of the spectrum but i think if we can understand the value and how we're spending our time how we're making our connections then the, the connections that we make will be more meaningful i think um, and i know also you know giving different perspectives so if you're going to the same person's you know page and that's the same perspective you're you're getting every day that's not really doing you justice so maybe the value of mindless scrolling for 10 minutes can be to find another perspective maybe find an lgbtq plus person that normally doesn't come on your your feed but you know doing 10 minutes of mindless scrolling you find you know some activism to participate in or something to support so that's just kind of how i'm putting the pieces together as you're speaking about um you know valuing your time uh and using linkedin or social media to, to network so thank you for 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 helping me connect the dots there um let's move on to this next question how can I build a good network when I'm at an entry-level position? I don't feel like I have too much to offer. So the first thing I would say is uh, being an entry-level position is not a bad thing. When you start new in your career, we all need to start somewhere. So being in, at an entry-level position um, does not determine your networking ability. Like I said, and I'm gonna sound like a broken record, the barriers are within ourselves most of the time. You know, yes, we are, our behaviors and our personalities are influenced by, you know, the environment, culture, family. You know, there are a lot of, a, a lot of factors that influence or shape our personality. 
and barriers can be overcome. So, and I think what I want everybody to take away is that, you know, you be a believer in yourself and you are unique and you have so much to contribute in, in, in a way that you may not see right now. It may not be obvious to you, but once again, what you wear, where you live, what job you have does not determine your ability to network. So being in an entry level position shouldn't stop you from networking. That's, that's nothing to be uh, you know, embarrassed about or even, uh, you know, uh, I think the part of the question was, I have nothing to offer. That's absolutely untrue. And I don't know who this question came from. And, but without even knowing this individual, I can say that is not true. Uh, you have a lot to offer. You may, you, you may um, not have that realization yet. It might not have dawned on you. But, you know, once again, like, you know, talking about, you know, getting yourself out of the race even before trying. So don't shortchange yourself. And, uh, you know, with, when you're, uh, you just started, you're just starting your career, I would almost have, you know, something like, uh, you know, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Bina. Hey, I'm a newcomer to the workforce, to this corporate life. I would love to connect with, you know, professionals and to just gain your insight. So just starting with, with that, you know, so yeah, don't eliminate yourself because you're an entry level. Uh, that uh, should not work and will not work to your detriment. Absolutely. I agree. And we have uh, people writing in the chat box saying, this is great info and this is exactly what I needed to hear. So that's great. I, I want to just uh, hold there on a little on, on the fact that, you know, we all have something to give and offer, which I love. And I totally agree with if someone is unaware of what they have to give, let's say this person who wrote this question, you know, I don't have a lot to offer. How can they reflect on and, and understand that they do have something to, to offer? Um, I would say, talk to your peers, talk to your uh, family. I, I say that a bit, uh, you know, um, hesitantly because, you know, families can be, your family can be biased about you, but, you know, talk to your peer. And I think the best way to get an unbiased opinion is seek out a mentor. Um, you know, so I think that a mentor will provide you with candid, constructive feedback. And, uh, you know, to be a, if your mentor is a, is a neutral uh, person ha who has no connection with you in a personal or professional capacity, those individuals are, are, are the best and be open-minded to receiving that feedback. Uh, you're, not, you're not seeking out a mentor because you wanna hear, uh, you know, you want to uh, hear uh, what you wanna hear. So, and you know, a really good mentor will not tell you what you wanna hear. So we'll give you, you know, sometimes the, the hard, hard truth. And that's something that I established very early on when I uh, when I gain a mentee or when I've been a mentor to a, a lot of folks. And that's the first thing I say. Do you want me to say everything you want to hear or do you want me to give you candid, constructive feedback? 99.9% want candid feedback. Oh, Bina, please, no filter. Just give it to me. I need to know. So, uh, yeah, I've asked some really, really tough questions. Uh, some questions make you squirm, but you know what? It uh, really helps you uh, hone in on, on your skills and leverage your own strengths. And, and, you know, and sometimes you can see what they can't see themselves. So I think that's a, that's a great way. 
Yes, I love that. Okay, so this is a great segue into the next round of questions. We've got about 15 minutes left, just so that everyone on the call knows. Um, let's um, let's pivot some of these, these questions to speak more about mentoring. So someone submitted this question offline that reads, what's the best way to find a mentor and what can I offer them in return? So uh, the best way to find a mentor is, you know, to look within your, your network. It could be, you know, your professor from your university. It could be, you know, somebody in senior management and executive in, in your company. Uh, it could be your coach. Um, it also could be a friend or you attended an event and you thought, oh, the speaker is, is you know, is, is fantastic. I would, I'm wondering if this person would mentor me. Uh, there's no harm in reaching out. And that's how a lot of people have, have connected with me as well to say, hey, you know, Bina, will you, uh, will you be my mentor? It's just about, you know, I'll, I'll pick your brains for like 15 minutes a month. Uh, would you mind doing that? And I think that uh, that's, that's the best way. Uh, research, you know, your uh, community for uh, mentoring programs. Mentorship can be formal and informal. And informal would be, you know, where you have like somebody from the company or from your organization or from your association, uh, from your uh, from your neighborhood, or a family or a friend uh, being a mentor. But a formal mentorship program like uh, what my organization is all about is where, you know, you apply to be a mentee and then there is a formal matching process. Uh, depending on the area of interest or, or, or skill set or, you know, you want to enhance your soft skills. So depending on what you're seeking. Uh, I think that's uh, you can you can um, uh, source out mentors that way. And what you can give to the mentors, mentors learn a lot from their mentees too. They learn different perspectives, different viewpoints. So I've learned so much from my my mentees. So it uh, also, you know, teaches you a lot about different different cultures. It brings, uh, you know, a diversity of thought uh, to, to your table. Uh, as well as uh, what you can give, I think, is your commitment and uh, your open-mindedness. Be open to feedback. Be open to what your mentee, uh, what your mentor has to has to say. So I think that's uh, probably uh, the best way to look for a mentor. I love that. Thank you for that response. And I'm just curious to know for the folks who are on the call now, is anyone currently a mentor or a mentee? Just want to just give me some yeses or nos. Um, I'd just love to see if anyone is already, um, you know, occupying that space or if you're interested, actually. And if you are interested, how are you, you know, moving forward with that? Um, so, yes, yeah, some folks are already writing. I am a mentor and a mentee. Awesome. Um, and and and. I just love the that you that you highlight, you know, volunteering, mentorship, you know, these these gems that add so much value to your experience in the workplace and also, you know, networking. Um, this other question that was submitted um, has to do with, you know, you as a, you know, a woman of the world, how have you been able to, you know, focus in on networking? So this question uh, that was submitted reads, what impact did being an immigrant have on your networking strategy? I'm planning to move abroad and would love to and would appreciate any advice and would love to learn from you. So uh, to be honest, it had very little or no impact because, you know, um, I'm going to repeat myself here. Uh, your immigrant status, your, your job, where you live, what you wear, what you do has zero influence on your networking ability. It's who you are as a person. That's what is important. So uh, me, I... It never really influenced me, but 
But if you feel that, you know, some of uh, your, your, your cultural influences are impacting your ability to network um, in a negative manner, then yeah, seek out, seek out a mentor um, because uh, a mentor can help you, you know, bridge that gap, can also uh, give, provide you with some tools and resources to, you know, to, to network on how to network. They can help connect you with individuals that can help you. So I think uh, that's something that you can absolutely do. And that's what, that's what I did. So uh, being, an, being an immigrant really never impacted, impacted me. I've been, you know, pretty, pretty blessed and, uh, you know, and, and Canada is, has been so wonderful and, and, and kind to me that uh, I've, I've just thrived in the, in the community because it's, you know, it's pretty diverse and, 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 and inclusive. So um, yeah, and, and if you're, you're going a, abroad, you know, do some uh, research about the place you're going to, learn about the cultures, about, about the do's and, and do's and don'ts, and just be yourself and, and believe in yourself. I think so long as you're being respectful, kind, professional, uh, depending on the environment you're in, I don't think you should have any issues. I love that. Thank you for your thoughtful response and for sharing a part of your journey as well. Um, so we've got about 10 minutes left. So I've got two more questions that folks have submitted offline, but I just want to hold for a light pause uh, to practice some emotional intelligence. Let's see if someone wants to hop off of mute and voice their question or reflection um, before I move on to what has been previously submitted. So I'll hold for a light pause. If you want, hop off mute. Now is your time to shine. Sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't, but it just depends. I like to give people the space to do that. All right, so it looks like no one wants to hop off mute. Um, so here we have Anna who writes in the chat box um, with re regard to the question of, is anyone a mentor or a mentee? She says, I wish I'm on the hunt for a mentor. I have been a mentor for my past students, which brings me so much joy. Okay, so good luck uh, as you search um, to you know occupy that space again. So let's move on to this next question here. How can I make sure that I provide what's necessary as a mentor? What's the best way to advocate for my mentees? So um, with, uh, with my uh, own organization, Orion's Reach, we lay out our expectations for the mentor and the mentee because, you know, it is a relationship. It's a two-way street. So uh, we highlight uh, some uh, expectations, some do's and don'ts for, you know, our mentors and our mentees. For mentors, I would say practice active listening, which is very important because I think you, you jump in with solutions before you even need to. Uh, sometimes a mentee just wants you to listen and really is not looking for a solution. And I find that even uh, in, my, in my job, I work in HR. So yes, active listening is very, very important. Uh, and sometimes they're not coming to you for you to solve their problem, but just, you know, just to get your ear. So I think that uh, resist the urge to jump in with a solution, practice active listening, have the mentee be introspective, say, hey, what are you looking for? What are you looking for a mentor? Is it, you know, an, uh, is it, um, you know, a career trajectory that you're looking at, you're looking to pivot in your career, or you're looking at, you know, to do, uh, you're looking to develop some soft skills? What is it? What are your goals? Uh, where are you now? And where do you want to be? What is that gap? So th those kind of things I think are very important. Uh, with a mentor, I think the best thing that you can do is then once you understand the goals and the skill gaps, then providing the tools and the resources. 
ask candid questions. You know, ask those difficult questions. Uh, I had a, a couple of mentees. Uh, one of the mentees said, uh, I want to be in leadership. And my question was, why do you want leadership? And she was a bit stumped and she said, uh, I don't know. I said, okay, so maybe this is your homework. You know, so go home, reflect on why do you want it? Do you want it because you want the title? Do you want it because your peers have raced ahead of you and they, are, they have leaders in their title? Or do you want it for some other reason? So, you know, and, and then, you know, it went on from there. So asking those difficult questions. My other mentee was, uh, she said, well, my supervisor doesn't, is not quite understanding of all of the work I do and let somebody else take the credit. Does your supervisor know you, you completed these projects? No, your supervisor is not a mind reader. So did you chat with your supervisor? No, I didn't. She's not very approachable. How do you know? Have you tried? No, I haven't tried. Okay, so this is what I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask you to do. Schedule a meeting with your supervisor. Say goal setting. Say, hey, I've discussed these, I've set these goals for myself. I wanna make sure that they align with the overarching objectives of our department. Uh, what do you think? And you know what? These are the projects that I've, I've, I've done. How do you think I can leverage my skills? I wanna participate in bigger projects. If your supervisor doesn't know, how is she going to assign those projects to you? Or how is she gonna know what you've done or wanna do? So I, I tell my team this all the time. I'm not a mind reader. So tell me, please. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. So I think that's really important. So asking those tough questions and not hesitating. I mean, of course, you know, it's all presented very respectfully, but, you know, asking those tough questions, I think that's something that uh, uh, I think is very important as a mentor. And, and I love, sorry, go, go finish. I don't want to cut you off. That I wanted to add is that and help connect them with your network. I think that was what my mentees have gained the most from to say, you know, I have um, recently I've been um, mentoring uh, quite a few students from uh, University of Calgary here and they're business students. And they're, well, a lot of them are now uh, graduating. And uh, they said, you know, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, uh, working in, in, the, in the finance of the consultancy business. And, you know, and I said, oh, okay, so how, how can I help? And I said, use me, please. And they said, well, do you know somebody? I'm kind of hesitant to ask you. Why are you hesitant to ask me? So I, I, I offer it because I know there is hesitation. So I say, hey, you know what? I can help connect you with somebody in, in this particular uh, consulting business or this particular firm or this bank because I, I know the VP. And, you know, and I'll, I'll connect you, I'll introduce you, and then you can just have a conversation. You're not saying, hey, do you have a job for me? That shouldn't be your opening line, but your, your line should be, you know, I'm a student just graduating, you know, and finance is my, is my stream. What career advice do you have for me? Or even if they're looking for like an internship that doesn't pay you, hey, it's your foot in the door, test before you buy. You know, so uh, I think that's a great opportunity for you to, to get in, uh, experience that corporate life, experience what work atmosphere is. And then if they like you, they're gonna wanna keep you. So. Yeah, so that's something that I've always talked to my mentees about. So make, make, can help them make connections. I love that. I love that you didn't uh, miss out on saying that part because I find that um, at least, I, 
historically speaking, you know, women and people of color have not had the opportunity to to occupy a space in the workforce. And so now, you know, as we are becoming, you know, more inclusive, um, I love when I hear folks say, like, leave the door open, bring some more, you know, like-minded folks with you, curious people with you, people who want to, you know, add their voice, add their flavor, add different perspectives. Otherwise, we're playing the same game, <laughs> you know, historically speaking, we're shutting the door and like, you know, leaving it up to everyone else to figure it out from zero. So I love, you know, this, the camaraderie that you're highlighting in the mentor-mentee relationship and that it's also a partnership, right, that you're learning as well. Uh, and you're able to grow as well and that you know that maybe you know some things might be historically they've been taboo to kind of say like hey can you introduce me to someone but it's like you just offer it from the jump so that you can just break the ice you know um and and form connections there but you know this has been such a valuable conversation i'm learning a lot and i know folks in the chat box are, are writing the same that, that they're grateful for this conversation we've got about two minutes left so i would love for you to leave us with some food for thought um, you've said so much already, you've dropped so much knowledge, but if you could use these last two minutes to leave us with some food for thought and then remind us how we can connect with you when we finish this conversation. Absolutely. Uh, I think food for thought is something that my dad said to me as, as a young girl, don't let anybody tell you you can do something because you're a girl. So you know what? Reach for the skies and, and dream big. So uh, that's what I would say. Don't, don't second guess yourself. Um, believe in yourself, you have a lot to offer. You're, you're unique. So in, in your own way. So you know what, if you have a dream, go for it. So uh, and uh, what um, and, and you can connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Bina Kamath, and, and you can connect with Orion's Reach on LinkedIn, we would, you know, we are a very new company, we are in our infancy, so would love to get uh, more followers. So, and uh, it is a mentorship program. We are a federal nonprofit uh, organization, and we offer a six-month mentorship program, which can be renewed. And 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 uh, what's unique about our program is that it is not exclusive to a certain demographic or a certain sector of society or discipline. It's open to all. So regardless of how you identify yourself, you are welcome to join our program. And we match you up with more than one mentor, depending on what you're looking for. So uh, it's, uh, it's really a, a great, great program. So look us up on orionsreach.com. And uh, if you have any questions or you know, if you just want to connect with me and say hi, I would love that. So connect with me on LinkedIn, or you can email me at info at orionsreach.com. That is O-R-I-O-N-S-R-E-A-C-H. Beautiful. Thank you, Venus, so much. Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I will definitely be connecting with you uh, when we finish this conversation. Thank you for all of our live listeners. Thank you for your time uh, and, and for your comments in the chat box. Uh, and the, for those who are re-watching this chat, feel free to send this to folks you know who you think would benefit from hearing you know all the encouragement that Bina is sharing uh, with us on how we can build our network and be our authentic selves. Um, enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's Friday, so I hope that you all you know find time to network and celebrate. Um, and we'll see you all in the next next chat and learn. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much, Mariella. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.